Pickaxe. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to One Life Left. Thanks very much. Every week, every week that gag goes down brilliantly. It's not a gag, it's, uh, it's uh, politeness. Maybe, maybe. In our, maybe in our off-season you'll have time to think of a new one, because this is the last episode, the last ever episode of One Life Left Season 5. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, that's sad. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely sad, um, which is why we all look so delighted. Mm. Mm. I'm trying to upload a picture of Anne's top uh, to the One Life Left Twitter account, but uh, there's a Twitter connection failed. Oh, Maybe that's really? because Twitter is uh, is uh, mourning our last show. <laughs> really? <laughs> What's know. the hashtag? Uh, it's One Life Left and then um, a colon and then a open bracket. Mm. Have you had a good week apart from this sad news? Uh, yeah, apart from that, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been reasonable. What about you? Mm, it's been fine. And seven out of ten. Mm. Uh, you see, she's finally getting the the show jokes, isn't yeah. she? It's a bit like a best of, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> such a thing would be possible, maybe you can do that Hello to France thing. I've got an update on that. Really? Um, yeah, it's uh, I, th- th- I've been playing Zelda, but you can't control the train. Okay, because that's it's, oh, it's right. got it's got no train controls. <laughs> okay, so maybe in the review section. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, because we do have a review section this week. You'll be pleased to know. Anyone Excellent. who listened to the podcast last week uh, will notice that we were missing ten minutes. Ten glorious minutes. Ten that was when you went minutes. off on one, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I've 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 replaced them. I've edited them back in. But you okay. may need to force an iTunes uh, reload. Taking all the swears out. Yes. Or you could just go to the website at www.oneifleft.com and stream that 10 minutes there they'll hear the start of Talia as well which they didn't hear okay she's not here this week is she she poorly she poorly yeah she's got an ear infection unfortunately so she couldn't be with us this week but we do have plenty of other features we have uh, Craig the Rage McClellan come on he's been absent for a while no he was here last week was he yes he was was he maybe that was in the last 10 minutes and uh, and we'll have uh, Duncan Timoney excellent Wiki Wiki Wawa and uh, also for the last time, we'll have the Do You Inverts. <gasps> oh, no. Phenomenal. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. I, I don't think I am, because is it going to be too sad? We'll see, won't we? Um, it's not just us in the studio. It's not, is we, it? Because we couldn't finish a very special series without a very special guest. Look who's here. It's Paulie. Paulie again. <laughs> Hello. Stephen Hello. Paul. Hello. Hi, How Stephen. are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for coming on again. Uh, thank you, you for yeah, having me. I were... seem to be on always at the end of a season, as though nobody could well, top my Exactly my that. Exactly that. So, uh, yes, thanks for travelling all the way over from France. It's a pleasure, especially for this. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, we'll be chatting to you later, during our interview section. <laughs> <laughs> Stop framing it. It's 7.04 on Monday the 1st of February. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. 
Apple has launched the iPad and has wasted no time telling people how great it will be to play games on. The sort of giant iPhone sort of laptop device will be able to run the current lot of available iGames either at normal size or blown up double. Showing off what the future may hold, EA demoed Need for Speed with touchscreen controls. That all sounds great, Apple, but what happens when I want to eat a donut? Blown up double. Is that what it is? Double, a special is uh, technical okay. development technique, blown up double. Yeah. Were you um, were you invited to the, to the press event and being um, you know no, news I, fox? I, no, I wasn't. It, I, it was in America, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Often yeah. they have UK events to coincide with them. They say, mm. "Come and watch a video conference." Oh, nice. The feed from the US, but this time they didn't. And I wasn't invited to it, if even <laughs> if there was one. So uh, iPad, predictable, Simon. Uh, yeah, it seems so. I think everybody uh, knew that they were going to um, announce such a thing, um, which was strange because everybody's really excited about it beforehand. But then as soon as he came on stage and said, this is what it does, everyone went, well, I can't believe that that's all it does. Um, it didn't have the, uh, the rumoured uh, OLED display. Didn't oh. it? it hasn't got cameras in it, oh, Anne. No. I know. I know. How are we going to chat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, uh, I'm, I'm not getting one of you. Uh, probably not. Right, Anne? No. But for the definitive answer on whether we should get one, Stephen Paul, should we get one? No. No? I was a bit sceptical about it on my blog, and that showed Steve Jobs. Mm. Yeah. But because I'm such a smug geek, I already run Mac OS on my netbook. Ooh. And Steve Jobs says they're better than netbooks, but they're not if you want to do stuff like typing lots of words, which God. is mainly what I do on my computers. He, he I must, don't need one yet. He must have been quite upset. Yeah. I, I, uh, worry he was that, crying into his beard. Worry that you may be putting back in hospital. <laughs> Obviously, the trending topics on Twitter immediately after mm. they were, uh, the news was released were all the jokes about the name. Yeah, all of them. All of them. <laughs> all of the jokes. All of the all jokes. Of those jokes. Are you going to tell us those jokes, Steve? Um, I'm not going to reiterate them no. because... I found it quite revealing about Twitter. If you looked at those trending things, you know, all about the, the iPad uh, being like a feminine hygiene product. If you looked at all of these people... <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know. But if you look at every single one of those people, they weren't just retweeting, but everyone was making that joke. Same joke. As if they were the first person to yeah. think of it. They're not very absorbent, though, are they? <laughs> <laughs> do you talk from first-hand experience? <laughs> Where do you keep your iPhone? <laughs> Serial hacker George Hotz, also known as GeoHot, has released a hack for the PS3. The hack contains sample code allowing people to add complete read and write access to the console. Hotz has called on others to continue his work because he has a life to get back to and he can't keep working on this all day and night. Geez, George, if Superman had that kind of attitude, we'd all be screwed. Did he actually say that? Yeah. That he yeah, has a life? Yeah, too busy. Yeah. Little bit defensive. Yeah. Yeah, I just did this in a spare time, but, you know, yeah. I'm well, quite cool. It has, it has got to go to a disco later. <laughs> it has taken two years, isn't it? It's taken somebody two years to do this. I'm not quite sure. Once you've got a hacked PS3, what can you actually do with it then? You, you could install Linux. Oh, no, you, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you, can, you, could, uh, you could do that anyway, can you? You could surf the web. Mm, yeah. already no, um, Watch funny YouTube clips of pandas. <laughs> 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 They're my favourite. No, uh, the idea is, is that they reckon that... Um, uh, the dirty pirates will soon be able to uh, stop buying PS3 games, but apparently mm. that's not the case. Really? Yeah, I was reading on MTV. They they reckon that this exploit uh, will uh, won't actually let you uh, play pirated games. So um, you know, no big deal. Nothing to see here. Move on. I've got a life. <laughs> <laughs> Geohot. Do you think he picked that name deliberately because it sounds like he's hot in the world, no, but his or is last it just name an is abbreviate? Hot, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. So it's just George the first Hots. three letters. Yeah. I mean, it's not a good way of making your... Well, I guess that's the only way people make nicknames. <laughs> so, ma- so he said... So we, we could find him on Facebook and stuff. Could we all go around his house and say what you've just done is illegal? Maybe it's a made-up name. I don't know. Yeah. Right, also, he's a, he's a noted environmental campaigner and he's a big advocate for geothermal energy. Ah, uh, so oh, very good, very good. <laughs> 3D gaming has had a bit of a knock this week. Peter Moore has said it's not top of EA Sports agenda and that the company currently has nothing at all going on that would suggest they are ready to demo a 3D game. And Nintendo-style guru Satoru Iwata, image-conscious as ever, has said, I have doubts whether people will be wearing glasses to play games at home. How is that going to look to other people? Well, that's that for 3D gaming then, isn't it? Yeah, again, I don't want to be the person who... Well, I am going to be the person who repeats what everyone else says, but this is the guy who you know, fronted the Wii... Yeah, and, and and that doesn't exactly make you look 
completely normal. It does normal. make you look a bit cool, though. Does it? Yeah, got what, to stick in my hands, what? waving it around. Glasses, people with glasses on look stupid. Specky, specky gamers. <laughs> <laughs> or brainy gamers. Hmm. Uh, why, is he, why are people slagging it off? It's going to be a good thing, isn't it? I would have thought 3D. It's a year of 3D. Mm. Oh, I don't know. No? Is it? Yeah, I, Sky I've, showed the, the football yesterday I, I in 3D for, for men in pubs. I haven't seen anything in 3... Well, obviously I see everything in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't seen anything on TV in 3D or in the cinema in 3D. You haven't seen a- Avatar? No. You haven't seen anything in 3D at the cinema? That's no. got to be rubbish. I... <laughs> No, I haven't. What? You've never had those little glasses? Not even... Have you not even read a book in 3D? Is, is, is that, is, what, in the cinema? <laughs> no, wait. Is, isn't that what they used to have with the red and green things? Yeah. And then they'll it, come what, out? What, what is this stance in? Is it a matter of principle for you? <laughs> no, it's just, you know, I don't like You movies. like your entertainment in 2D? Flats, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. too realistic. I, I, I've never... Um, there's never been an, a movie that I wanted to see What about yours 3D? 3D? I was too young, Simon. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about so I don't know. I can't comment on whether this is going to change the world because Avatar. Avatar is too long. Like right. no too human, blue. no human could see Avatar. Like imagine sitting still for three hours. That would be mm. weird. Avatar gave me a headache. Really? As well as being rubbish. Right. Okay. So I was I was correct. I d- oh, that's one other thing that Nintendo are looking into: the medical implications of watching something in 3D for more than like two or three hours because they're worried. <laughs> Microsoft is uh, sorry, Sony are going to uh, counter that with by looking into what it's like waving your arms around. Them, aren't they? <laughs> so what? What does Nintendo have to? What do they stand to gain from slagging off 3D? Uh, well, they're hoping to uh, presumably convince all the housewives not to ditch their their Wii Fits uh, in favour of playing. Otherwise, they end up running FIFA into 11 the in TV. 3D. Free for free, free 11 will be in 3D. Do you get a ball with it? <laughs> <laughs> Adults benefit from playing video games. That's according to a new report by the US Navy called Adults Benefit from Playing Video Games. Program officer Dr. Ray Perez of the Office of Naval Research basically said that people who play games have better brains for making quick decisions and thinking about stuff and saving the world and that. One Life Left is pleased to learn that and will be setting up its own army training base in its time off. Did you uh, read the paper? No. (laughs) It's not funny. No, those papers quite long. He's got a slightly unfortunate name, that chap. Dr. Ray Perez. Yeah, but if you say, if you say, if you say his first name and surname quickly. <laughs> oh, poor man. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to One Life Left. <laughs> yeah, the mature video gaming uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, radio show. Radio show. Um, right, well, that's good then, isn't it? Phew. Yeah. Rape has said that, uh, that, that playing games are good for us and, and, and that's it. And it makes you better at fighting. Was this uh, report, um, I mean, when they set out to discover whether playing video games made you feel better, did they, did they title it in advance? Well, you have to wonder if he's a games fan, don't you? If he's like, okay, something that's not related to to being in the Navy, playing video games. Um, let's test whether playing video games would be good for people in the Navy. I don't know whether you do have to wonder. I think as someone in charge of the news, maybe it's your job to find out. I'm not in charge of all the news, though. <laughs> I think it's all obviously a, a sinister propaganda plot to make more American teens download America's army and then volunteer yeah. to become mm. cannon fodder in Afghanistan. Yeah. Look at that scene beyond the news. Yeah. Oh, wow. Imagine. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so w- well done then, I guess, uh, for, for them and stuff. And finally, clearly a much-coveted One Life Left 7 out of 10 is not enough to give EA confidence in the future performance of Dante's Inferno. The company has paid an alleged $1 million for a 30-second advert slot during the Super Bowl in the hope of enticing key, the key 18 to 34-year-old male demographic to buy, buy, buy. This news story has taken approximately 15 seconds to read. EA, you owe us half a million. But they didn't hear it, did they? No, because our because review you cut section. It out. I didn't Stay. cut. I didn't cut it out. You have just lost us. Pure cash. No, I haven't lost us. I've lost EA. 
Because if they'd got the confidence in their review scores oh, after hearing your yes. review, then they wouldn't have spent this money. The review <gasps> of the demo, uh, we should add. <laughs> yeah. Um, but demo. she liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, I'll tell you what would be nice, though. Like, um, at the football yesterday, uh, all around the hoardings, they, um, the, they were um, displaying a quote from Eurogamer. Yeah, they were. Uh, really? Which the Eurogamer kids were obviously chuffed with. Now, imagine mm. if um, your seven, if they'd heard it, the 7 out of 10 yeah. quote could have been in the Super Bowl advert. It could have. Mm. It could have been in 3D on yesterday's oh, football. Oh my goodness, imagine. Yeah. Gosh. I can't imagine. I've never seen anything <laughs> in 3D, apart from everything right now. When is the Super Bowl, Anne? Uh, 7th of Feb. And when's the game out? Uh, two days later, I think. Mm. Or a day later. Will you be watching? What, the Super Bowl? Yeah. No. <laughs> so Why not? Well, it's in America, and I don't really... We have lots of American listeners. We just got an email from no, one of them. No, but I don't know what channel it's on in England. Mm. How would you find out such a thing? <laughs> well, I don't have any interest. <laughs> I mean, that's my first thing. I don't really care, so I'm probably not going to watch it for uh, that. Is this, is this, a f- this isn't the first time a games company has been on the Super Bowl, is it? I doubt it. Right. I, ca- I can't confirm. Okay. Mm. Would you mind looking into that for mm. us? Thanks, Anne. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry. <laughs> to do simon well me and you yeah back in the day <laughs> when we were younger yeah yeah innocent yeah. carefree yeah you know what we used to do i do i think about it nightly we used to we used to take down the music midway through a song like this which is my first alice dj by deris carlin all right and then we used to put it back up again after we'd finished talking we had nothing left did to we? say we, we did, did didn't we, we? Did. that was good when we did that wasn't it yeah it's was great let's do it again Listening to episode 24 of series 5 of One Life Left. We are a radio show about video games. Soon going to be over. Very soon. 42 minutes left. Another 42 minutes. Make them count. If you want to find One Life Left on the web, you can find us at www.onelifeleft.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter at www.twitter.com/onelifeleft. And um, if you want to follow us in person, oh. we're going to be at the Apple Store on Thursday oh, yeah. at 7 o'clock. And you can email us by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. That email address again. Team at onelifeleft.com. One more time. Team at onelifeleft.com. Perfect. So, uh, we're joined by Stephen Poole. 
Hello. Hello. Naughty Stephen Paul. Am I naughty? Naughty Paulie. I've been enraging the nerds. You have been, haven't you? What's been happening? Well, I wrote my column in Edge, uh, the one that's just come out. Uh, I said Watchmen. I thought it was a bit rubbish. <gasps> what? Get out! I did. There's this line in both the film and, and the comic book. The city below me. It screams like an abattoir full of retarded children. <laughs> that's great! And that is just a terrible sentence cubed. And anyway, so then I sort of, you know, I, I, I made some link with, with, uh, with this and video games. And there's a lot of video games have this terrible adolescent kind of imagination where, you know, it's, it's all too apocalyptic and dark and, and, and that's what the kids like. And uh, some forum nerds became enraged. <gasps> yeah, and somebody actually tw- tweeted to me on Twitter, somebody didn't know, saying, Hey, Stephen, <laughs> did you know these forumites are getting really enraged by your latest column? So I went to have a look and it's true, they were. So you didn't know before that? So that no. just broke bad news over Twitter. Yeah. But well, I, doesn't I, that, that sound like the sort of thing someone might do at school? Like you might break off from a group. It's all right. It's all right, guys. I'll go and tell him. I'll go and tell him. Yeah. Paulie knows. Watch out. Paulie be over in a minute. <laughs> so uh, how did you feel reading really, sir? I felt that, you know, uh, it was entirely within the nerds' rights to, to rage <laughs> about my column. In fact, I was glad to have given them something on which to expend their rage. Right. Because otherwise they might have gone out into the streets and, and gone on a killing rampage or something. That's but instead, oh, that's good. I gave them a safe outlet for their rage and aggression, did, complaining uh, about my edge column. Did, and were you drawn into it at all? No, no, no. So no. I, I refused to be drawn in. Well, that's this the, is one of my New Year's resolutions, to be refused to drawn into the arguments that I incite <laughs> on the internet. That's one of the first laws of trolling, isn't it? Don't get drawn in. Right? Yeah. Don't get emotional. Don't get involved. Troll, no. troll, troll as hard as you can and then just walk away. Because that enrages them even more. Oh, I, I remember getting drawn into an argument on the old Edge forum, and um, and it was over Star Wars, which I stopped liking <laughs> ages ago. And, and, and but yeah, nonetheless, you felt duty no, bound I, to defend and it. I did. I got drawn in, and, like, and then I went really childish um, and stuff. And then I had to tell, I had to chat myself after. Like, what are you doing, Simon? Nobody benefited from it. No. Although I believe you, you boys on the magazine were chatting about it, weren't you? David, David said that, that uh, yeah, because I was just b- reduced to such child, childish name calling. Were you ta- typing in all caps? God, I felt like it. Were you yeah. using emoticons? Oh yeah, frowny ones and stuff like that. Um, so, what are other um, other rules that a successful troll should love should live by, well, or, you, or love by? You should always try and attack something that's well loved by lots of people. So recently on my blog, Unspeak.net, I also <laughs> I wrote a post about Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Oh, that's supposed oh, to be excellent. Which, it's very it's good, supposed isn't it? to be excellent. Everyone told me it was supposed yeah, to be excellent, so I read it over Christmas. I thought, this is, this is a bit of rubbish, I <gasps> thought, personally. What? And then I noticed something he was doing with his prose that was really annoying. So I wrote a post about this, just laying out like 15 examples of the same thing he was doing all the way through the book. And a lot of enraged people came on and said, you can't say this about Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. But then they started arguing with other people who came on and said, oh, but I thank you for writing this because everyone was saying Cormac Carlin is genius and I thought this was really annoying too and I managed not to join that conversation until a close friend of mine uh, appeared and said something quite agreeable so I just replied to him and ignored, uh, ignored the rest of the thread. So while, whilst that was going on you were just pacing up and down in front of your PC just nodding I was just I was, I was refreshing my service statistics every five <laughs> seconds to see how many nerds I'd attracted in, in so, that rage So if rule one is don't get involved rule two is pick something loved Yes. Right? Are there any more? Rule three, I suppose, would just be exaggerate for the sake of polemical effect. Right. I mean, you don't necessarily need to believe wholeheartedly that something's appalling. Mm. But if you can find something that you, that you honestly think is something bad about something, okay. and then just say, this is the worst aspect of this thing, and actually it's the worst aspect of everything ever. Right. Mm. That'll get people's attention, and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so what we need to do is find you a, uh, a video game. Yeah, uh, to troll Find me a live on game. the radio. Mm. Uh, what's a, what's a game that's universally loved? Ooh. Super Mario Brothers. Mm. No, that's quite good though, isn't it? Really? No, 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 but, no, but that doesn't matter. That's a point. No, sorry, Something I'm, I'm, loved. I'm supposed to be a professional troll. Yeah. Rule two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Uh, what else? Res. Res. Yeah. Res is a good one. There's nothing wrong with Res. Okay. Well, that's a challenge then. <laughs> right. Res. Okay, I'll, I'll try and find something. Res. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, while you think about that, I think it's time for Derek. He's got something special for us this week, hasn't he? He's been going on about it, harping on about it. Banging on. Okay, well, this is Free Market Economy. Right to work through the streets so full of cars. 
I share my pain on Twitter for most of the hours Irritating children antagonizing me They know I suffer, it's just fuel for FME Though in this recession retail is looking weak And every customer just seems another freak But on the radio you listen when I speak On a certain show you can hear me every week O-L-L Turn your radio on Let's get everybody out there Listening in One life left is a great thing Just when you think it's got even better, it's gone When he woke this morning, Craig was in a rage And Dr. Avatar, no gaming ill he cannot gauge And Scantlebury is more than just the token girl She and Talia make the best reviewers of them all Duncan deals with wiki drama every week The do you inverts don't use rhymes like Mozambique Is Simon there just to tease and taunt Postie? And I do my free market economy OLL Turn your radio on Let's get everybody out there Listening Everybody out there, it often goes quite wrong One life left is a great thing One life left is a great thing part of the One Life Left double A side will have the second part coming up later in the show. So uh, we had a few uh, suggested topics uh, this week. Uh, what are you going to do when the season's off air? Yeah. Following the news, the BBC are going to make video games. Could you suggest a few uh, and others? We didn't get any video game scandal, did we, no. following the John no. Terry? I was really upset about that. That's the only one I was genuinely interested in. People were very, very tight-lipped. Loose lips sink ships, as Charles Sessa found out to his great shame. Um, we did get an, e- uh, an email from Gordon Robertson, who says, Correction on Monday's show. Uh, hey team, I was listening to the gamer annoyance you were discussing, and you stated that people that read books are readers. But if in the context of a person playing games as a gamer, then, then that would make a person that reads books a booker. Thanks, oh. Gordon R. Um, he's right, of course. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, there was uh, he forgot to put the apostrophe in Mondays. So, <laughs> so we're quits. Okay, uh, I have a little bit of housekeeping as well here. Okay. Okay, this is from Ben. Hello, team plus super special guest. Mm. 
Hello. You were on. <laughs> I, I was the person who got the Tron 2.0 with the missing disc at the LLL Christmas party. I should have noticed earlier. But I was holding off playing the game until the new Tron film comes out, which stars that girl who lesed off with Misha Barton on the OC. What? So please forward my email address on to Chris W so we can arrange a suitable bench for the exchange to take place. I'll be re- wearing red carnation and oh, nothing that's else. that's lovely. What a, what a happy ending in the last show. Well, will season. it be a happy ending when will they it? meet? We'll see, won't we? Where's he going to pin the carnation? <laughs> Anna. Uh, BBC Games. Hey team, how about a mock the week game? Like SingStar, but with stand-up comedy, and instead of buying songs at the Sing Store, you buy controversial or topical stories to talk about. Or they could widen the video game market with games based on Antiques Roadshow. Evaluate Antiques and play as your favourite experts. Or a Cooking Mama rip-off with the people from Saturday Kitchen, complete with the idiot who does the whole section on the best wines to go with what chefs are making. Perhaps a select the wine minigame. Um, I think that's about it. Hope you guys have a good season break. Beth. We're not doing Mock the Week, because that means someone would have to motion capture Frankie Boyle. No, he's Has, gone from he's Mock gone. the Week yeah, now. Gone. He's uh, gone. Uh, Beth sent through some great jokes for last week yeah. that I forgot to mention. There's some great Lego jokes. Oh, I was going to shout at Jonathan Smith. Yeah, um, you can find them on Twitter if you... Is Jonathan Smith on Twitter? Of course he's not. Let's make him an account... And then let's shout those okay. jokes at him with the One Life Left account over Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Pooley. Now, this is more on BBC video game ideas from Charlie Miller. Dear OLL, I don't watch EastEnders, but surely it would be a great licence for an MMO. You could assume the role of a long-lost relative of one of Albert Square's inbred clans and begin your journey from background artist to main character. Get a job at the Vic Garage Calf Nail Bar and earn money to spend on dodgy gear at the market. Scoring could be based on how your character's actions affect the virtual viewing figures, and top-level characters could compete for screen time. Of course, when your character dies, they would respawn in the bill. Very good, very good. Very there good, you very go, good. the BBC. Well um, Charlie. I've got a couple of snippets here. Stephen Minton wrote in to say how pleased he was that uh, somebody remembered Lego Sweeney Todd. Yeah. yeah. did last week. I've still got that song in my head. <laughs> Uh, and Gordon Robertson uh, emailed um, to say that he's going to miss us, but uh, the most relevant bit from his correspondence was, must admit, I have a soft spot for Anne, which my fiance isn't best pleased about. Mm. Sorry. Also, we got this one as well from Louis F., which says, uh, just wanted to let you all know that your show is number one in San Antonio. Uh, on what criteria? Or how's that, how's that judged? Don't know, but he goes on to say, if OLL makes a trip to Texas someday, the drinks are on me. I'm going! When he what, goes just for the drinks? Yeah! That, come on, that's disgraceful. <laughs> when he goes to Texas? Uh, Easter. Right, are you going to meet up with uh, whoever sent that in? Well, I'm going to Austin. Right. Um, I don't know how far. Texas is bigger than France. You've got to remember that. Shut up. It's, it is bigger than France. Is it bigger than Wales? Just. Good. Just. Did you, you, did you listen to more or less? Yes. You did, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So something else happened today for the letters section. I arrived at the studio, whistling, and there was a, yeah, <laughs> jauntily <laughs> doffing my cap at the caretaker. Right. And, um, yeah, uh, he said, evening, evening, Steve. <laughs> evening, Steve. Uh, no, no, uh, correction. Evening, Mr. Curran. Right. <laughs> been never, a, been a delivery me. for you. What did he say to like, you? He barely looks up from his paper. <laughs> he just grunts. What's he do to you, Anne? Of course you don't want to know. <laughs> anyway, he said, been a delivery for you right and then he handed me a bag which we put on twitter yeah already i'm very excited um, i'm it's, very excited it's, uh, to those of you without access to the internet uh it's a gold it's a lovely gold bag it's a nice bag uh with a letter sellotape to the back it says dear team in previous years i've sent you gifts in mid-february to coincide with steve's birthday and valentine's day oh, that's good this year the season's ending before then so i've had to send these a bit early sorry about that um also, no Valentine's poem this year. I finally run out of words that rhyme with Scantleberry. XO, XO, fake address. So, uh, we, we have a gift each from fake address. And, <laughs> and we also have um, some vitamin supplements, which is nice. 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 Okay. That is good. Uh, so, we have a gift each from uh, fake address. There isn't I one have for got our scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> Come in handy. Maybe uh, Paulie can have the vitamins. Bone health. There it is. <laughs> Thanks very much. 60 capsules, two uh, Okay, Anne, do you want to... Uh, <laughs> open? 
I'll take what a picture of you with those. Is he saying you've all got really brittle bones? <laughs> Rickets. He knows us well. Must be someone who knows. Oh, very good. Right, Anne's opening hers. Lovely paper. Oh, that's nice. It's a it's a T-shirt. Says. Oh, I love news. I love news. Um, Isn't that the Eurogamer logo? <laughs> That's very clever. That is excellent. You'd know, Anne. Yeah. Um, while Steve opens his, I, there's a restaurant that's open around the corner from work called Byron Burger, and I love going there, obviously. Uh, but I was, uh, it's another T-shirt. The uh, T-shirts that the waitresses wear there have got Byron written on, oh. on it, and I was just staring at it and smiling, and I, I realised that the, that the logo was over their boobs. And so I was just sat there going, like, laughing at their boobs. <laughs> it was awful. Sorry, Steve's got a T-shirt in your favourite colour. In green! Oh. oh, it says I hate news. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's a nice T-shirt. It's got Tetris oh. pieces. It's it's got ants on a, a branch, and they've got Tetris pieces. Which is really appropriate because what did I buy today? Ants. <laughs> <laughs> I bought Tetris for ten pounds from Cash Converters. Where are these from? Where are these made? Beautiful. Uh, Thank you so much, Fake Address. Uh, it's a genuinely lovely present. They're a, they're a medium. Medium guys, it says. They cut the label out. Mm. Right, uh, Simon. So I've got a T-shirt, I My guess. Fruit of the loom. Uh, lovely silver lady paper. Lady fit. Fruit of the loom. Lady <laughs> fit. It's always a lady fit. Look at that. Uh, it's um, it's a black T-shirt with a picture of Matt Bellamy in it, uh, in a heart. Uh, presumably signifying the fact I love Matt Bellamy. Um, yeah, I'm g- thank you very much. That's thank very you kind. so much. Um, we might need really to give nice. The, we might need to give this to Lily Allen, of course. Really? Oh. Mm. Time for Craig. Flair's nightclub, Saturday night. The young people of Bromley briefly rouse themselves from their celebrity big brother watching vegetable torpor to press their soft, yielding flesh into boob tubes and skinny jeans. Descending on the grey, desiccated town centre, a kebab-smelling flotilla of ignorance, resentment and violence. They gather like graying pond sediment at the bar jostling one another, and attempting to catch the barman's eye. One waits, glowering, top lip sweating, a badly crumpled ten-pound note between two fingers. He's waiting for someone to spill a drink on him. He's waiting to break someone's jaw. With appalling, pea-brained confidence, the males swarm amongst and onto the females. Tight-shouldered, aggressive dancing, graceless, jarring against the rhythm, eyes scanning the room, looking for something to punch, something to rut. One by one they pair off, staggering into corners, toilets, alleyways, to slake their squalid mammalian lust. A man called Greg is there, he's a mechanic, he hates women, he hates them very much. He coldly assesses the merits of the women currently within his cone of vision. This one is 14 stone, in very tight faux denim leggings. Each dimple and crease of her vast behind manifest in punishing topographic detail. He thinks he can do better. This one is swaying. She's clearly very drunk. Greg senses her vulnerability and is excited. He considers her a good catch. She has blonde hair, is wearing a short skirt. She may best be described as a weak solution of former big breakfast presenter Denise Van Outen. He does dancing in her area. He presses himself into her and mauls her with his fat, clumsy hands. Around them the fog of testosterone, cheap lager and Lynx Africa is like a warm soup. Bullets ricochet off the glitter ball. Flame engulfs the DJ booth. Kitten heels slip on the bloody dance floor. This is my favourite secret level of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's Wiki 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 Wawa Wiki Wawa Wiki Wiki Wawa. I've mentioned before how people can take things very personally when their video game article contributions are edited back or removed. Because Wikipedia is a general encyclopedia, not a game fan site, etc. etc. Let's have a look at what popular wiki alternatives you have for publishing your wiki fanboy drivel. Wiki Gaming. This is where we tend to move, or trans-wiki, game content that doesn't quite belong at Wikipedia. There's no pesky notability guidelines, and there's no policy on content verification. 
so you can write whatever you like about any game you like. So yes, go crazy with those in-depth character class charts for those two-a-penny online role-playing games. There'll be no wiki conspiracy of Nazi administrators to delete your hard work. I recently made a wiki a wiki devoted to just remakes of the classic Julian Gollop strategy game Chaos. I would never have gotten away with that on Wikipedia. Incidentally, one of the recently asked questions on Wikia Answers is, what is the Triforce? I'm sure you know what to do. Next up is Strategy Wiki, which is devoted to game guides and walkthroughs. Again, a place to which we shovel unwanted information from Wikipedia. It's a more collaborative and visually appealing version of GameFAQs. To test its depth, I searched for guides for Chaos, Rebel Star and Laser Squad, but nothing came up. It seems its contributors are more interested in Zelda and Mario. Maybe I really am getting too old. Finally, there's GamerWiki. This is a creepy place. I hit random page a few times and I soon discovered that whilst there are articles for most published games, the content for each page is an identical template containing the gameplay description of Tetris. Look, here's an article on Rebel Star. Gameplay. Arrange this tile to place it wherever you want, rotate it with R and L until it fits your choice. It's like a ghost town except with video games and Tetris. Still, GamerWiki wins because it at least has an article on one life left. I'm Duncan Timoney and I'm returning to Wikipedia with its policies and its guidelines! Thanks Duncan, before that you heard Craig Drage McCullen with his latest poem called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Cheers both. Frame this section then, Simon. Paulie, how are you getting on with slagging off Rez? Well, <laughs> Rez, it's very nearly a work of genius, but <gasps> un- unfortunately it's horribly crippled oh. and so rendered absolute rubbish by the fact that it doesn't contain any chickens. <gasps> oh. And if you think about it, the best games of all time are all chicken-based. Yeah. Like Ocarina of Time. Chicken-based. Mm. Modern Warfare 2, the best part of that is when you're in the market and you're shooting the chickens. Right. Yeah. So if Rez had only had the foresight to include chickens, point. it could have been good. But unfortunately, it's just relegated very much. But to if, I was gonna knock, gaming. if I was going to knock down that argument, I'd name other good games that don't have chickens yeah, in There right? aren't any. There aren't any. What about Mario? I, I would just say it's no good. Because <laughs> it's got no chickens. It's good. You see, there's, no, there's no way around this argument. He's got you there. Right. Tetris. No chickens, yeah. so rubbish. Uh, so now that we've got the argument, uh, where are we, where are we going to go and drop this off? <laughs> where are we going to go deploy? Where's, where's aggressive? Maybe I should internet. write it for next month's Edge column. <laughs> Come on, we dare you. Because I, I was trying to think of an idea. There we <laughs> go. That is, a, that is an idea. <laughs> it is an idea. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you can, you can read all about that in next month's Edge Chat. I think it's time for uh, the reviews section, Simon. Yep, sounds like it's time. It does, doesn't it? What have you been playing this week? This week, uh, I've been lucky enough to be playing um, an import version of Might and Magic Clash of Heroes on the Nintendo DS. You sickening nerd. It's amazingly brilliant. Why? Well, it's, um, it reminds me of... Do you remember that time when we, we all fell in love with card fighters on the Neo Geo? That was a brilliant game, yeah, that's this why. Is, this is equally brilliant. Yeah, but that was in real life. You were, you know, you were just hanging around, swapping cards, not like swords and orcs. No, no, so this is, this is um, it's a twist on the match three kind of puzzle genre, but we've, fo- like, mm. uh, turn-based combat in it. Ah. It's magnificent. That sounds good, actually. Yeah, it's really, really good. I mean, it, it's got a nonsense plot and stuff, but if you just play for the, uh, for the uh, battles, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Mm. So honestly, one of the best games on the DS. Thoroughly recommend it. Uh, 7 out of 10. Scanters. Um, I play, I started playing um, Battlefield Bad Company 2 um, against other people. What? Against online. other people? Yeah. What and has I, happened to you? And I didn't go very well with that. Did you talk to them? No. Um, I kept shooting them and then I ran away and then somebody else shot me. Uh, and then they tell you afterwards who shot you and why they shot you. Um, did why? they talk to you? Did, did you have a headset? No. I don't know where it so is. So why were you shot? Because uh, I was standing. Fair enough. Not really doing anything. Um, so I was shot. Deserter. Um, so I switched that off. Right. Then I played Dark... 7 out of 10. Then I played Dark Void. Uh, and I didn't really like it because you fly. And I don't and like that. And you hate that. flying. I really hate flying. Well, no, I found it quite hard to control. And then there's other things flying at you that you have to shoot. I, didn't, I just didn't really like it and I didn't get the point. Right, Okay. 
it's a bit that's damning, what, isn't yeah. it? Mm. So that's it. I, I wasn't a fan of video games this week. Okay, Stephen. I played a game called VVVVVV, or VV, I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce it. It's a little indie downloadable game for your Mac right. or PC. Kieran Gillen's been banging on it's about this, of, yeah, It's a kind of uh, 8-bit thing where you, um, it's, it's very much a homage to like Spectrum or C64 graphics, and you're exploring a spaceship, and your controls are left, right, jump, and reverse gravity. Right. So all the puzzles are about reversing gravity. So you are walking on the ceiling, and then you have to avoid a spike or a death trap. It's very, very difficult though, because the amount of time you're in the air is very short. It's a very quick jump, mm. and a lot of the puzzles depend on you reversing gravity mid-jump, while also controlling the direction of your jump so that it relies very heavily on an insta-death mechanic. Right. But there's brilliant, brilliant music, and it's really funny. I mean, you come across kind of signs, and it's 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 a it's a loving homage to the older. Uh, 8-bit sci-fi scenario but it's so difficult that I had to stop playing after about 10 minutes because I was just falling down a hole into some spikes for <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun. 70 times in a row so 7 out of 10 does it have any chickens in it? no so that's why I'm not getting yeah. it more than 7 okay, good uh, Steve I've been playing Chime oh. I've been playing it for quite a while there's actually. a word for this isn't there? The review what, section. What you're about to do? You're going to review your own game. Yeah, but I'm going to be totally fair. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Um, the review embargo lifted on uh, on Friday, I think. So I've not been able to review it on this, which has been pretty difficult for me. I've wanted to talk about it for some time. Right. Uh, Chime is a game where you place blocks on a musical playfield. Uh, it's sort of a bit like Tetris, a bit like a musical sequencer. Uh, and as you place these blocks, you're building up the piece of music. Music from uh, Licensed tracks, uh, including some artists of, some such of your favorite as artists. yeah, Philip Glass, really, Moby, yeah. and Philip Glass, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's four hundred points on uh, XBLA from Wednesday, and I think it's pretty good. Score, Steve, seven out of ten. <laughs> uh, it's time for um, Science Officer now, who makes his return to One Life Left with accretionary lava balls. Science Officer's audio log. I just got hauled up in front of the captain again for losing the last of our bipedal probots. It got pretty much totally slagged during a planetary survey yesterday, but it really wasn't my fault. We sent the little guy down to retrieve rock samples and analyze atmospheric conditions on this moonless planetoid. Just your normal scratch-and-sniff mission. But things got weird from the start. The landing site was in the middle of a jungle, crammed with flora, fauna, and fungi. It took ten minutes just to hop him over all the creepers and vines to get a good look at the place. Then, about a hundred feet away, the environment changed dramatically. A stark, frozen tundra of ice and snow. These Vanguard-class probots are pretty good over most terrain, but here the unit became unresponsive, skidding all over the joint. I just got used to compensating for the inertia when the seismic sensors went bananas. It was picking up volcanic activity. Just over the next ridge, there was an enormous magma field, packed with cracked agglutinin and accretionary lava balls. I'm telling you, it just makes no sense for a fire flow to be so close to an ice cluster. In fact, I've never seen so many wildly differing microclimates jammed up next to each other. And that's when the probot slipped off the ridge, straight down into the lava. Signal lost, probably destroyed. We started off with three units at the beginning of this mission, but that was the last one. Captain asked me if I wanted to continue or just quit. I told him I wanted another shot at it. I think I could make that last jump. It's all in the timing. Science officer, out. Thanks, science officer. Yeah, um, you can find the collected science officers on the internet. I can't remember the address, but I'll put that on our website. Dr. Avatar beginning dictation for patient Mario, comma, Luigi. Luigi arrived in the emergency room at 1800 hours this evening, suffering from acute anaphylactic shock. He was immediately administered sedative to reduce his violent spasms and was further subdued by our nursing attendants. The patient had no history of epilepsy and tested negative for bacteremia. However, serum testing indicated high levels of psilocybin in his circulation a compound found in hallucinogenic mushrooms. Luigi's substance abuse nearly cost him his life, and I referred him to Dr. Light for psychological assessment. 
According to his report, the patient suffers from a chronic case of inferiority complex with regards to his brother. The patient's history suggests that he has abused many organic hallucinogens in the past, and he is known to spontaneously devolve into a shuddering mess whenever assigned excessive responsibility. Luigi is being checked into Mushroom Rehabilitation Center until he is clean, or at least until he stops insisting that he is waiting for his dinosaur to come pick him up. Ending dictation for patient Mario, comma, Luigi. We're approaching the end of One Life Left. Oh, the no. end. Season five. How long are we off air for? We uh, we are talking to residents about our... Oh, we're in the contract negotiations, yeah, are we? We're talking to residents about the Makes resumption sense. of One Life Left. Right. Uh, would you say we're in the we're in the ascendancy here? We have the upper hand. We could make some contra- well, contract demands. They will always be resonance without us. Yeah. Without them, we'd have to go cap in hand to Eurogamer again. Wouldn't we? <laughs> They've got their own podcast now. So yeah, that'd be difficult. They'd have to be embarrassing. So I'd say they're very much in the ascendancy. Right. Let's definitely go on the Eurogamer podcast during our break, though. Good idea. De- definitely. Definitely. We're always going to do some other stuff with uh, to podcast subscribers. So if you're not subscribed, go, uh, subscribe through iTunes. We're going to hopefully drop some little bits in your ears. So our break. Yeah, we're we're um, we are going to come back. I think after GDC, maybe the week after or the week after that. So it's right. the end of March. Okay. We're, we're looking like so we'll be away for that length of time. Uh, but we've had a good season, haven't we? It's been great. Mm. Uh, we had a good run. We, we had a party. Mm. We did have Two a party. What? Two parties? We did, yeah. did you have one without <laughs> us? Oh, were you not invited? You don't get a memo. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, we had Nottingham and we had... Uh, oh, yes, oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll be doing Nottingham again, hopefully, uh, later this year. Oh, yeah. We're going to do Nottingham. But our party was brilliant, wasn't it? That was good. I met Nolan Bushnell. That was great. But our party was brilliant, Yeah, we've talked about that, though, yes, haven't we? Yeah, 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 we have talked about it, but it segues ni- neatly into the thing I'm about to put on. We t- we tell me what you're about to do. Oh! oh right, yeah. Yes. Um, our party was brilliant. Who played there, Steve? Derek. Derek did a performance. But we've already heard him. Craig. Craig was live. We've already heard him. We have. And the D-inverts came all the way from France, a bit like Stephen did. Oh, poorly. Mm. Except for they did it in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which makes... That's much more difficult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, France is always over water. No, he came up. it can be underwater. Pulling mm-hmm. bombs, neon lights, a space invaders fight. We've always been stuck, moving left to right. Can't we move forward? A plea to relate. Starts to disintegrate. We've got one life left, that's all we've got. One life left, that's all we've got. One life left, that's all we've got. One life left, that's all.
Do you inverts and we will miss them. So sad. They have they've uh, outdone themselves with that song. That song was called One Life Left. We're gonna stay in touch with them, aren't we though, during our closing? No, that's it, it's over. Is it? It's Are we over. Not to talk? That's it. Come off of Twitter. <laughs> Send back the emails. Okay. Uh, we're gonna have a piece of music and then we'll we'll uh, come back to close the show. So if we don't play the music, then we can't close the show. We're playing the music. <laughs> Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's the last time I'll say that this season. Stop looking at me. Why? Because I was about to ask you to read out the email I address. No, but sometimes you just look at me. <laughs> Simon, he's very, he's to... very privileged in that respect, actually. <laughs> if some of the comments over Twitter about your top are uh, good top. to be taken at face value. Uh, this is Little Scale, and it's a song called We Are Eating Our Children. Oh. That's nice. An aggressive name for a very, very beautiful song. Yeah, why is it called that then? I don't know. Maybe it's contrast. I don't don't know. Ask the guy who knows about words and music. Well, if one were eating one's children, one might feel a bit sort of nostalgic and melancholy about uh, thinking about the good times one used to have with one's children before (laughs) one ate them. So this is is that sort of melancholy. That's fine. Are you trolling now? Regret for once having had live children that weren't (laughs) in one's stomach. It's always difficult to know when a troll says something, whether yeah, they're, yeah. they're being truthful. That, I guess that is the, you know, the curse of that, being a troll. No, that's the mystery I seek to preserve. Oh, okay, I see. I see. Um, we're coming to the end of... Sorry, I have to look at you when I'm addressing you, otherwise yeah. it's rude. Okay. Am I allowed? Go. Okay. We're coming to the end of season uh, five. Has it been good for you, Anne? Oh, it's been the best. Out of what? Has it, though? Out of... Uh, well, we're on five, so the best out of five. It okay. has, hasn't it? Can know. you put them in order? Yeah. Uh, one, <laughs> two, three, four, 
five. I think as, as a listener and a fan of One Life Left, it's been the best season so far. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's been the only season we've won an award for, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that was good, wasn't yeah. it? That was good. Actually good. That was good. That was good. Uh, so we're going to return uh, in March, hopefully, once um, our lawyers have dealt with residences, lawyers, <laughs> stuff. I wish we could get involved, but, you know, we're just too important these days. Talent doesn't in. get dragged into that sort of Indeed. thing, Steve, so that's why I'm helping out. So, um, so yeah, we should thank people, of right. course. Cheers. Uh, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Uh, yeah, no, thank you so much for listening and all your support and your emails and stuff, your music and the just the fun, yeah, the thank joy you. that you've brought us. Thank you to all of our feature contributors this cheers, year. Cheers, yep. Um, apart from one. Yeah, Talia. Let us down again. Yeah. We're gonna. She's she's getting on a bit now. We're yeah. gonna have to look for someone younger. You've well, done some oh a spot of recruiting. Today, yeah, we you? were supposed to play uh, one of the ready up kids. Uh, sorry, it arrived too late, kids. Uh, we'll try and do something with that either yeah, on the we, internet or, or whatever. Might be able to put that up on the website might do. later. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, thanks for supporting and coming and seeing us and following us around as we've thanks been for buying us presents. stupid. And the presents have been. Loads good. of people have bought us presents. It's been brilliant. It's been a great year for presents. I always think I, I always think the problem is it would be much more dramatic if we could pretend at this point that we wouldn't come back and do one life. Oh, we don't know. Maybe we won't do another series because yeah. we're all getting a bit tired of it. But of course we'll be back. Of course we'll be back. Of course. It remains the best thing. Unless anything happens to any of us, Eurogamer. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We should say that right now just in case, you know. They get involved. We're definitely going on their show. Uh, yes, yeah, so thank you. Uh, thanks, everyone. Obviously, Stephen Paul. It's been an honour. Thank you. Uh, we, we can follow you on... On uh, unspeak.net or twitter.com slash stephenpool. And uh, various internet forums when you're arguing <laughs> with children. Brilliant. Okay, we will see you in a few months' time. Group hug! Bye! Bye. Bye. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM, The Art of Listening. That is the end of another fantastic season from One Life Left. Thank you for that, and we look forward to seeing your return in March. Anyway, now we join Joe Casman-Todd in discussion with Becky Hogg, Ken Hollings and Paul May for Pathological Oversharing, recorded live in the basement of the Foundry on December the 19th, 2009, as part of Media Playground.